Hello, my name's Danny Wallace. This is What You Talking About, Wallace. And tonight, what I'm talking about is how I should probably try my best to become an alpha male. So, there's a knock at the door, and I know exactly who it is. It's the man I've asked to come round and give us a quote for some shelves. Hello. Hello, says the man, standing in a thin rain. Come in, I say, opening the door wide. I'm Danny. I'm Mr Barker, he says. So, shelves. Yes, I say, this this hallway here, and uh, and, and also... Hang on. I'm Mr Barker. Yep, OK, he says, and he gets his measuring tape out, but I'm no longer paying attention, because all I can think about is how he's engineered a situation in which he's called Mr Barker, and I'm just called Danny. I'm just called Both sides of the hall, is it, he says, and I nod blankly. Surely I should be the mister in this situation, you know? I'm the man paying for this. Either we should both be misters, or, or neither of us should. This must be some kind of clever trick, I think, suddenly paranoid, like, like men in offices who make sure they're sitting on a slightly higher chair than you. Mr Barker has infantilised me. Mr Barker has made it so that I can only ever refer to him as Mr Barker. If he does my shelves, I'll have to say things like... Would you like a cup of tea, Mr Barker? Or would you prefer custard creams or peppermint viscounts, Mr Barker? And then Mr Barker, just because he's called Mr Barker, will say that none of that is acceptable, actually, and he'll send me out to the shops like a child for coffee and penguins. He's about my age, I think. How could Mr Barker gets to be a Mr Barker? Just then, my wife comes down the stairs. Hello, she says. Oh, I know what to do here. Um, th- this is, um, I say, and then I pretend I've momentarily forgotten Mr. Barker's name. I pause and say, um, and I make a pained expression. Mr. Barker doesn't seem to mind. Mr. Barker, says Mr. Barker, and my wife says, hello, Mr. Barker. That's twice now Mr. Barker has introduced himself this way. He's playing mind games. Surely the polite thing to do in someone else's house, meeting someone else's wife, is to drop the formality, or or at least ape the level of formality set by the person whose house it is. I kick myself for going in too low. Why didn't I wait until my wife had already been in the room and then say, I am called Mr Daniel Wallace and this is my wife who's called Mrs Daniel Wallace? Because I'm an idiot, that's why. From now on, I decide, my wife will be known to the world at large as Mrs Daniel Wallace. Would you um, like a cup of tea, Mr Barker? Asks my wife, and I am annoyed. She's fallen right into his trap. He's definitely going to ask her to pop out and buy some penguins. Yeah, great, thank you, says Mr Barker. Now, was there another room you wanted done too, Danny? Yes, Mr Barker, I hiss. Follow me, please. Half an hour later... Mr Barker leaves without further incident. I am sick of these psychological games, I say, and my wife looks at me surprised. What, she says. The crazy world of Mr Barker, I say, but still she looks blank. How come he gets to be a mister, but I'm just called Danny, I say? I'll tell you why. Because one day, when there's a problem with the work, he knows there's no way I'll be able to complain because I'll have to call him Mr Barker, and psychologically he's already won. It's like... Men with hats. You have to do what men with hats say. Those hats imply authority. My wife picks up a magazine and starts to read. Well, I'll tell you what, I say, pointing my finger quite pompously. I'm not employing Mr Barker. 
I should be the mister, not Mr. Barker. And also, I'm going to buy a hat. Call him, she says, and definitely tell him about your hat plans. There's his card. She points at the coffee table. There's a leaflet for his company with a small business card stapled to the top. I will, I say, picking it up. Tony, it's Danny. Danny! Hey, did you get my email? Yeah, I just got it about the uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Barker. Mr. Barker. Yeah, um, I don't know. My my two cents is I, I think uh, Mr. Barker's overcompensating for something. He's obviously emasculated somewhere in his life and feels the need to have people call him Mr. Barker, mm. um, especially to his clients, which I think is weird. Yes, but now I feel emasculated. Yeah, I don't know why you're feeling emasculated. Well, because I'm 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 just Danny, and he's Mr. Barker, and then he's come and and, and he's he's sort of taken over my house, and he's he's become the man of the house in seconds. No, because I think it's rooted in his problem. Because mm. if it was something on your side, I would genuinely tell you. I think it's his side. Really? And also, I think it is good to question what's your definition of masculinity. Because I I see you as you're a confident man, you're a good father, you're a good husband, and then just because this douchebag comes in and calls you Danny and calls himself Mr. Barker, that should not define any kind of masculinity. But something, right. something I find myself admiring it slightly, though, Tony. You know, this man with the confidence, he comes in and he, he emasculates the man of the house in, in his own home. And, and there's something about that to be admired, I, I suppose, despite myself. Why would you admire that? Because it, I don't think you'd like seeing that done to somebody else, would you? Uh, no, I wouldn't. I, I would If I was there and, and Mr. Barker travelled to Los Angeles to, to your house and I happened to be in your house and, and the same thing happened and you were Tony and he was Mr. Barker, I would feel the need to somehow step in. Exactly. Aha. This is where I think we need to go. I think you need a third party to come in to play his game and to say, oh, Mr. Wallace, can you do this? Like, let's say you have a friend who pretends he's the painter of your house, and he comes in, Mr. Wallace, would you like me to paint this wall? Mr. Barker hears it, he calls you Mr. Wallace, and then see if he plays that game. This is actually quite an exciting idea. So I need to bring in a third party of her, or, or perhaps my wife. That would be weird. That would be odd. If, well, she, if she calls you Mr. Wallace, that's a whole new game. Well, I don't, I, you know, I, I think it's a, it's, it's a route to go. Otherwise, I have to employ, you know, a, a friend as a painter or... or, or really? You don't, have to, you don't have to pay them. You have friends that would do this as your favorite to see how this guy would respond, because obviously this has become an issue in your life. It has become an issue, Tony. The, the problem is I, I, sometimes I find other men a little scary, and especially a man with a job, you know, a man who works with his hands. He, he comes in, he had a measuring tape. Yeah, but I'll bet you 10 bucks you ask that guy about his emotional life, and he'll not have a word to say. So my plan should be to get a third party involved to immediately call me Mr. Wallace and then ask him how he's feeling. That's exactly what you could ask. As a third party comes in and says, Mr. Wallace, you'd like me to paint this wall? You turn to Mr. Barkin, you say, what was your childhood like? Oh, wow. done. Boom, straight in. I liked Tony's idea. I sort of wish Tony could do it, but travelling all the way from L.A. just to do that seemed a little extravagant. So... 
I got my friend Mark to drop by because he lives in Finchley and he's got a bus pass. Hey. Hey. You all right? What's going on? How are you? I'm good. I'm all right. Take a Super. seat. Um, <clears throat> you know Tony? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tony um, had an idea. You know the whole Mr Barker? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he thought it would be a nice idea for me to um, get a friend over. Right. Um, sit him down, yeah, you uh, know, yeah. that kind of thing. And then when Mr Barker, next time he comes round, uh -huh. that friend yep. would refer to me constantly um, by the name Mr Wallace. Clever, yeah. No, it, that, that's, that's great. So, uh, obviously, you could be that guy. You could do. Uh, you could call me. Um, uh, I'd, 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 I'd really love to help, but uh, this you can. You no, can. Uh, it's not. All you have to do. All, all you have to do is call me, Mr. Wallace. Yeah. No. 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 I, I. I don't. I don't find it that easy when you, I'm around people who are involved in like a trade, mm. who 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 look at me and they go, oh, "I'm doing this job and you're paying me," even though I find it really easy, and you just you don't have the first clue. I go to pieces. I don't know what to do about this. You know, it's important, I think, to regain control, to man up. Um... Sack him. Hmm? Sack him. I can't sack him. You can sack him. I can't sack him. Just sack him. I don't, you... I don't want you coming to my house anymore. Just come out? Get of out of my house. Accuse him of nicking something. I think, I think this is a step too far. I think um, there has to be a simpler way than, than accusing him of theft and going to court. You could, you could accuse him of a possible theft. Mr. Mr. Barker, will you come in here, please? Mm -hmm. um, what what you... is it, Danny? Mr. Barker, uh, we've all stolen things, Mr. Barker. How dare you? <laughs> this is not going to work. <laughs> I'm genuinely unsettled just pretending to be the tradesman. You can't... <laughs> He's gone even more formal now, you know. He's Mr. Mm. Barker and he's the tradesman. Um, mm. I mean, do you think he meant to do it? Yeah. He's saying, well, I might have to come round to your house when you call me up and I might have to leave my home, but when I get there to put up your shelves, by God, you will respect me. You will call me Mr. Barker. Why does he hate me so much? Why do you hate him? I don't hate him. I think he's a terrifically talented handyman. Mm. Um, and he's polite. Uh -huh. um, he... Drank his tea all up, didn't uh -huh. leave, you know, when people come around and they leave and it just gets cold and there's a bit of it there. Yeah. <clears throat> that's um that's not something you can accuse Mr. Barker of. No. It's just this Mr. Barker thing. Why don't you just try some names out on him? Stand at one side of the room and just go, Lee, and see if he turns. He will turn though, because I'm a man standing in a room with him shouting out the name Lee. I would turn round. Look, you try it to me now. Just, right. just you're going. Lee. Yeah. Uh, well, I, didn't, I wouldn't say yeah, but I yeah. turned. Yeah. Gra Gary. I would just think you you you're unbalanced in some way. Rory. Hmm. Maybe my wife could just take care of it. I think that's for the best. <laughs> I notice that my wife feels a little frosty when I bring her a cup of tea in bed and I attempt to find out why. It's nothing, 
she says, waving me away. And I choose to believe her because that is easier. But there's still this feeling of slight frostiness as she gets up and puts her clothes on. And this is strange because my wife is never frosty. We rarely argue and, and yet it really feels like I've done something bad. But still, she insists nothing's wrong. It's only later as she peers angrily out of the window of a local restaurant that she reveals the source of her annoyance. I had a dream, she says, and in it you were such a burk. I blink a couple of times. A burk, I say. How was I a burk? A waitress arrives to take our order. We fall silent and study the menu for a second, but all I can think of is that I've somehow been a burk. A big nocturnal burk. We were in the supermarket, she seethes, as the waitress disappears to the kitchen, and I was just watching you as you piled carrot after carrot into the shopping trolley, and I was like, what's with all the carrots? And you just replied, I want carrots. I want carrots? Yeah. That's all you said, I want carrots. And you just continued to pile them into the trolley. And I said, that's too many carrots. And you said, no, I want 14 carrots. 14, I say, wondering how I'm going to get out of this one. Why, why did I want 14 carrots? Aha, exactly, she says, like she's finally caught me out and I've admitted it. No one wants 14 carrots. There's not one recipe in the world that requires 14 carrots. Well... Maybe it was more than one recipe, I say, defensively, though I'm really not sure why. Or maybe I just wanted to nibble on some while I played Xbox. You know I like nibbling on carrots while I play Xbox. You didn't once mention Xbox or nibbling, all right? You just said you wanted 14 carrots and then continued to pile them into the trolley despite my sensible protestations. I'll be honest, I struggled to come up with an adequate defence. I've clearly crossed a line here. Well, maybe I was planning on surprising you, I try. What, with 14 carrots? Yes, yes, and you spoilt that surprise, didn't you? And at least carrots are part of my five a day. It could have been worse. It could have been Twixes or packets of wheat crunchies. It was carrots, she hisses. Too many carrots. There's another frosty moment of silence. I look out of the window, hurt. Then I notice a funny dog and everything's all right again. And the worst thing is, she continues, the organic ones were only in the next section. What? I kept saying, the organic ones are just there, Danny, but oh no, you just kept arrogantly piling the non-organic bright orange ones into the trolley. There's nothing I can really say to this. I mean, you've got the choice. They're right next to each other. And if you really need that many carrots, for whatever reason, at least some of them could be organic. I decide she's right and that I should be the bigger man here, and that I should probably never refer to my wife as a man. I... I am sorry, I say sincerely. I should not have bought that many carrots in your dream. And if for whatever crazy reason I did need 14 of them, then at least half, if not all, should absolutely have been organic. She looks pleased, and after a moment she reaches across the table and squeezes my hand. Our starters arrive. My wife is having the tomato soup. It looks terrific. 
but then I realised something. Hang on, um... Tomato soup, I say. What, uh... What did you order for your main again? Uh, salad, she says. Yeah, your salad, salad, yeah. What, uh... What kind? What kind of salad? Um, t- tomato and, uh, avocado, she says, looking at me. I bristle and shrug. What, she says icily. It just seemed like a lot of tomatoes, Tony. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna back this up. This is so I'm not gonna say obvious, but there's something clear here. She had the dream. She saw you dumping 14 carrots into a cart, which let's be honest, it's a phallic symbol. Well, uh, carrots look like penises. So in her mind, she's like, "You are a man. Let's move past this Mr. Barker thing." In my eyes, you got 14 penises. So let's just drop it and get the shelving unit done. And I, then when she orders tomatoes, you're kind of in your hypersensitive place because of this whole Mr. Barker stuff. And there's no reason to because she's like, you are a man. I see you as like Mega Man. You not only have one penis, you got everybody else's penis. Got a, a, like a penis surplus. Exactly. You got carrots to go around. I suppose that. That's a way of looking at it, and it's it, it's not one. I mean, the, the the kind of the fourteen penis route isn't one that that I that I'd noticed before. But 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 now you say it, it seems it does seem obvious. Right. Do you remember before when I was saying how Mr. Barker is is the one? Like I would call you out if I think something was wrong. I think in this situation I'm going to have to call you out because I think well, you're being hypersensitive to the tomato situation when in actuality she's just ordering. She just likes tomatoes. The carrot thing. Makes sense because she's looking at you going, "Can we move on? This is ridiculous." Do you think she thinks me less of a man, and and this is manifested? No, it's... she doesn't think you less of a man. She, you know what it is? This is point blank what it is. In her mind, she's like, "You're such a man. You got fourteen penises. Let's move on." Well, that's you know, why are we making such a big deal out of this? That's made me feel a little terrific. Yeah, well, it's, it's totally true. And then you which we typically do as men, we, if we're feeling insecure, maybe everything we see, everything is a threat. Mm. And so she starts wearing tomatoes, and we're like, oh, my God, what's up with you? You're ordering all the tomatoes. And she's like, what is your deal? I see you as a man. I like tomatoes. Can we have some dessert? You know, let's move on. This is useful advice. And I think that I'm going to treat it that way you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be beaten down by this man this this mr barker and i oh, and i'm i'm going to um, and i think that my wife i think you're right my wife does think of me as a, as a man with 14 um orange orange penises yeah the orange i question but definitely mm. the phallic symbol is there tony thank thank you mate you're welcome anytime i'm quite hungry now <laughs> That's odd. That's awkward. I was very heartened by my conversations with Tony. You know, he made me feel good about myself as a man. I got to thinking about other real men that I know, and one of them is my friend Richard. He's got no qualms whatsoever when it comes to dealing with, with proper men. So uh, we agreed to meet up in the pub. A bloke who put shells up for a living came to your house and made an instant judgment about you. He looked down his nose at you. 
He opened the door. Something happened in that instant that made him see you as beneath him. What was it? What were you doing? What were you wearing? Was it your bo- What were you watching uh, on telly? Well, it was about 9.40 in the morning. It would have been the right stuff. Well, that's it. It's the right stuff. You're watching the right you stuff. You can't see the telly. You can hear it. Right. You can... Lowry Turner's voice travels. Mm. If I went to someone's house and they were watching the right stuff, I would think that they were beneath me. You presented the right stuff for That's different, Danny. Right. Let's be clear about this. I have presented the right stuff yeah. for quite a lot of money per show. Yeah. I have never watched the right stuff. Right, OK. Well, Did they give you money to watch the right stuff? I haven't had any, any correspondence. So why were you watching the right stuff? I don't... Listen, I think you've got something about the right stuff. I feel you've lost respect for me in the past few I minutes. I have. To get to the point... I'll tell you what, call me Mr Bacon from now on. I'm not going to... I'm not going to call you that. Because I think, if I'm honest, sometimes you come across as a bit pathetic. That's more honest than I was expecting. You've got to do something about that. I don't know what to do. And I, I feel, Richard, that it has perhaps impacted upon my relationship a little bit as well. You know? With um, who? With my wife, you know, um, she had a dream recently in which I was um, a burke. She said I was a burke because I'd been um, buying carrots in her dream and, and we didn't need carrots and I bought too many carrots. What sort of carrots were they? I see where you're going. They were non-organic carrots. Classic right stuff viewer. I don't think that's relevant. A right stuff viewer would never buy organic carrots. I don't think you can say that. Your wife has lost respect for you too for the same reason. Do you think of me as a man? No. I think you as a... Nice guy, but not a man. What is a man? I think a man is someone who's kind of strong, robust, tough, who um, is willing to stand up to people. And I think a real man is someone who um, has decent taste. I'm clearly sending out the wrong signals um, to Mr Barker. (laughs) Well, look at the way you're dressed. Look, Describe how I'm dressed now. You're wearing, um, well, it's a well-cut suit. Um, you've got a, a, a dark blue shirt on, which, which complements the, the suit. Um, there's a gold watch you've just shown me there. Suede shoes, purple socks. Suede shoes and purple socks. I look good, right? Yeah. You, Scrub you're, sure. you're dressed. Well, I'm, I'm dressed for comfort. I'm... You look a mess. You look well, like a child. I don't look like a child. Look at this coat. I don't look a child. It's a fuzzy kid would pick up a hair I've got a stripe. I've got a, I'm wearing a stripy top. Yeah. It's from a reputable. You're wearing uh, grey jeans and Converse trainers. Uh, a 16 year old would be very comfortable in those clothes, if slightly embarrassed. What do you think Barker would have said to me if I'd answered the door in the suit? I think he would have. He, he, um, he would have said, hello, my name is, and then his name, probably like Gary or Roy. Or yeah. So a it's things, a lot thing. to think about. It's an image thing and it's a, it's a right stuff thing. What do I do, though? Do I. Do I have it out with Mr Barker? Do I talk to Mr Barker? Do I ignore Mr Barker? Do I stop calling Mr Barker Mr Barker? Just be a real man and put the shells up yourself. How many shells have you put up in your life? None. Right. But the people that put mine up respect me. I might phone Mr Barker and um, I can have it out with him and I can just ask him one very simple question. What's that? Hello. Hello. Um, is that Mr Barker? Yes, Mr Barker speaking. It's uh, Danny here, Danny Wallace. You did some uh, shelves for me. You gave me a quote for shelving. Yes, I did, Danny, yes. I was sort of wondering, I, I couldn't... I, I, I don't know if you remember, but you introduced yourself as, as Mr Barker 
and I yeah. introduced myself as Danny, and I yeah. feel we 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 don't have equal footing in in this relationship, <laughs> and I feel I have to sort of man up and and ask you whether it would be possible for us to have more equal footing from here on in. So, would you like me to call you Mr. Wallace? Well, yes. I mean, that that's a start. We could. I mean, if you if you feel more comfortable calling me Mr. Wallace, then that, that that's terrific. Alternatively, um, you know, I, I could I could call you something other than Mr. Barker. We so long as basically we're on the same footing, I'm happy. Okay. Well, you could call him on my first name if you wanted, Danny. I've been trying to to guess. My friend was guessing maybe Gary or, or Rory. <laughs> no, 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 no. My first name is Kunley. Kunley. I wouldn't have guessed that. So are we saying, Mr. Barker, that I can now call you Kunli and you can call me Danny? Yes, we are, yes. This is a happy day, Kunli. Yes, so for me too, Danny. Thanks, Mr. Barker. <laughs> no problem, Danny. Thank you. Sometimes in life, you have to man up. That's what I've learned. And though my friends might doubt it, now that I think about it, I have done that on occasion. You know, I've been very manly. Whether it's a withering glance at a man who dropped a sausage roll wrapper outside Greg's, or or a heavy sigh in the direction of a parent whose child kept kicking the back of my seat, or or a well-aimed and, and devastatingly sarcastic aside under my breath to a slack-jawed petrol station attendant. This is what being a man is in the 21st century. And you don't even have to be an alpha male to do it. You just... You just have to be male. And according to my doctor, I definitely am. So long as you stand up to injustice wherever you find it, you fight your corner, you win respect through your actions, not just through your demands. And you always, always behave when you're in your partner's dreams. What Are You Talking About, Wallace? was written and presented by me, Danny Wallace. With thanks to Tony Hale, Mark Haynes, Carl Pilkington and Richard Bacon. It was produced by Colin Anderson. With thanks to Mr Barker for allowing this broadcast to go out and for the terrific shelves, paint jobs and bathroom cabinets that he and his colleagues have provided me with because I couldn't do it myself. All right. It's a beautiful day, ain't it? So exciting and gay, ain't it? There's a beautiful hue in the beautiful blue. Save messages. Hi, Danny. It's, uh, it's Carly. I'm, I'm in Thailand at the moment. I just checked my email. And you, you, you're going on about dreams about carrots. Was that, was that meant to be sent to me? or I, Why are you emails about dreams about carrots? I can't be doing it and, and people going on about dreams. If it's interesting, because it isn't. Only Martin Luther King can get away with that. I can't remember what, what his thing was. It's just that idea of people going on about dreams as if they're interesting to everyone else when they're not. And they're certainly not when they're about carrots. I, I, I don't understand what you want from me, really. Your life's too good. If, if that's a problem in your life, having a, a dream about carrots, and your your wife's having a good life, if all she's got to know about is, is you buying too many carrots. I don't know what you were calling for, Dan. Um... Maybe you're meant to send it to someone else. I'll, I'll see you later.